Welcome, I am your trainer for today. I'm sales coach and business consultant, Tavishima Ayede. I'm also the host of the long-running Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. We have now over 680 episodes and we're available on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast player of your choice. Just take it as free learning audio resources whenever you need them, so subscribe for free. Um, currently, we're still on how to start your business in three easy steps. That is the exclusive focus on the group. Although I take I, I took a detour last week to respond to some um, comments that were made by um, <clears throat> by Shodex and by Kiki, which led us to explore the more emotional aspects of um, starting a business. Uh, now that we're done with um, last week, um, you'll find that we have tackled the first part of the question, which is the first part of the three steps. Because, of course, we're looking at how to start your business in three easy steps. And step one was decide on which business to start. And that is what we used last week to um, focus on. If this is the first audio that you're listening, uh, listening to, if you happen to join the group over the weekend or uh, today, then start listening from the top. Uh, this is Telegram. So every, the uh, chat history and all the resources are available to you. So this is not like WhatsApp. That's the reason why I'm using Telegram here. So you start from the top, listen all the way through. You'll get a sense of the philosophy uh, that we're using in starting your business in three easy steps. And uh, you'll also receive a uh, simple guideline about how to decide on which business to start. So now that we're done with step one, deciding on which business to start, we're going to move to step two, which is figure out if the business is profitable. Because like I've been harping on time and time again, if we decide on a business to start, but at the end of the day, the business is not profitable, then why bother going ahead? There's no point in having a very expensive hobby, a uh, frustrating hobby, um, if it's not viable, there's no point in going ahead. That's my own take um, anyway. So how do we figure out if the business is profitable? We achieve this by working through a process of market validation. I'm going to repeat it again. We achieve this by working through a process of market validation. And I'm stressing the word market the reason why I'm stressing market is because usually people look for validation for their business ideas and business models through different um, avenues. They look at social media. They try and see what is trending. They try and see what is moving and they try and guess at what is profitable. They have a chat with their friends and their friends will say, oh, this kind of business is profitable. Uh, now the fuel price has gone up. Importing cars is profitable. This and this and that and that. They're going to have a conversation with their family members. They'll talk to their older brother, their older sister, mommy and daddy, or this uncle to try and figure out what it is that is profitable. They'll have a chat with their neighbors. Uh, uncle this person, auntie this person, neighbor this person, pastor that person, uh, deaconess this person to try and figure out what business is profitable. Some people try to be very sophisticated about this and then they go about and do market research. They use um, surveys, they make uh, Google, uh, Google Forms, uh, what else? Google, uh, is it MailChimp? I can't remember, all these survey tools. So they use these really fancy survey tools and send them out to friends or family members or maybe people who might be potential customers. If you send them to people who might be potential customers, it's good. But even then, again, it's not going to give you a perfect sense of whether this business is viable or not. 
because it's easy for people to take option option a option b option c when it's on the google form or some kind of market survey but when you come back and you say okay that business idea that you said was a good idea um i've started the business are you ready to buy you find that they're going to start giving you excuses oh not now let me think about it i'm writing my final year exams uh, i have to travel um, my wife said we should put money aside for the children you're going to hear all kinds of excuses so all these other forms of validation i mean they're good so please check social media yes talk to your friends talk to your family talk to your neighbors do the google surveys because sometimes they're useful at telling you which idea is not a good uh, business idea so if it doesn't look like from social media it's a good idea if your friends tell you it's crap your family tell you it's crap your neighbors think it's going to be crap and your market survey says that it's crap then i guess it's probably not a good idea um, to get involved in but what should carry the most weight at the end of the day is a process of market validation let me repeat market validation not social media, not friends, not family, not neighbors, not market research using surveys. Now, why this is wrong, like I've said, if you're going to use the other ones as the primary source, is because your friends, your family, social media, they're not a good gauge of how profitable things can be. Let's use one concrete example. This time last year, everybody and their uncle and their father and their mother and social media gurus said that nfts were the thing to do everybody was telling me to start an nft especially with my background in photography and in media so everybody was saying that that's such uh, that's a good thing to do but with everybody who rushed into nfts last year and looking at what happened now do you guys think that that was such a good idea to throw everything behind that's what you get when you're looking at friends family social media okay in this case maybe your family wouldn't have said nfts because your mom or your dad or your older brother or your older sister and your big aunt and your big uncle probably don't understand what an nft is but this is just how if you're going to use all these other things you'll be following trends that don't really add up at the end of the day and then plus <clears throat> your family and your friends they don't want you to be hurt they don't want you to be disappointed and there's a lot of hurt and disappointment that goes that comes along with um, business so they might not even want to counsel you to start a business because they want you to be safe market validation is the best i'm going to repeat that over and over and over again it's the hardest and so that is the one that people do not like to do it is easier to send out that google survey or to do a telephone survey or to pay some firm to go and do market research that is the easiest option rather than going through market validation the reason why market validation is the best is because the market gives you clear signals of demand and supply <clears throat> and price <clears throat> sorry let me repeat that again now the reason why market validation is the best is because it's going to give you clear signals well, even if the signals are, not, uh, signals are not clear enough, it's going to give you some sense of demand and supply as well as price. It will give you a taste of what it's going to be like to operate the business on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's the reason why it's the best. <clears throat> because uh, it's possible that the business is profitable and you might do your market research and find out that it's profitable and it's viable. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. I had an event yesterday and you know how these things are. Um, you know, record the podcast early in the day. You have the event later in the day, so it's plenty of talking. And so sometimes you lose your voice. I think I need a voice coach. 
<clears throat> All right, where was I? Okay, yes, so, um, yeah, so it's possible that the business is profitable and that it's viable, but if you do, uh, if you go through a process of market validation, since you would have tasted what it's like to run the business on a day-to-day, you know whether you're up for this hassle or not. Like, uh, for instance, poultry business. Is the poultry business um, viable? Is it profitable? Yep. In fact, I, one of my relatives, okay, not one, two actually, are involved in the business. So it is viable. But there are some people who have gone to apprentice, in quotes, with these my relatives, only to find out that, yes, poultry business is profitable, but man, I do not want the hassle of cleaning the cages, organizing the vet, making sure there are no snakes and no pests, uh, keeping the water clean, keeping the cages clean, you know, and all that um, extra wahala that comes along with it. But market validation is going to expose you to the day-to-day um, demands of running that business. Now, what is market validation? It's very simple. Market validation is trying to get someone to either buy the product or service or get someone to put money behind the product or service. If somebody puts up money, or if they don't put up money, what other sign do you need? If you go around and you ask 50 people to try and get them to buy the damn thing, or to put money behind the idea, and out of the 50 people you spoke to, nobody put down money, it might be a sign that the idea is crap. It also might be a sign that um, you are crap when it comes to um, selling and promoting. But either way, you now have some clear data that you have to work with. This idea is not workable or I'm not very good at selling. Either way, the next step is clear. Look for something else that is profitable and put your time and energy behind it or go and learn how to sell and then come back and try again. So that is the simple idea behind market validation. Get someone to either buy this product or service or get someone to put money behind the product or service in some shape or form. Whether people put up money or not, is the sign you need the amount of money people are willing to put up that's the sign you need these uh, are the activities that are going to give you a sense of whether there is demand for this thing suppose that there might be demand but maybe there's too much supply and then because of that the prices are low this simple exercise is going to give you all the information that you need to move ahead now do you need the full idea before you start running market validation processes the answer is no so you don't need to set up the full poultry. If you want to validate the idea, you can buy one or two chickens and see how it goes. How long did it take for the chickens to grow up? Was it easy to take care of the chickens at the back of the house? Um, when the chickens laid their first set of eggs, was it easy to sell? Did I Was I able to sell my broilers? You know, I'm not in the business, so I don't know if, if you start with one or two chickens, that's a good way to start. But if you speak with people who are involved in the business, they'll be able to give you a sense of if you want to enter this thing and take it slow, what is the smallest you can start with? So you don't need the full idea. You don't need to start off with 200 chickens. You just get the smallest working version of your idea and see how it pans out. So for those of you who want to be engaged in poultry, like some of my family members, that's how you start. You start with a few chickens. You don't go and buy a truck of uh, 200 chickens and then start. It also applies to people in the um, service space as well, or people who even want to do apps on software and things like that. For instance, uh, this, there's this organization in Lagos called the Fate Foundation. It's an NGO. They're based in Lagos. Okay, well, 
They're based in Lagos, but they operate um, nationally, especially now that you can do lots of things um, remotely. And their focus is on entrepreneurship and business education. As part of their activities, they have a mentee and uh, mentor program where uh, uh, business specialists uh, get to offer their services for free to train up people, mentor them, answer their questions, you know, those sorts of things. They help people in uh, their business. So, early on this year, I got a full female cohort and it was uh, five ladies. Okay, well, I already said a full female. So, five ladies and uh, different stages of their business. Some of them are the ideation stage. Ideation stage, that is what we sorted out in step one. You're trying to figure out which idea should I uh, launch my business around. Some people are at the ideation stage. Some other people at the stage where the business is up and running. They're trying to get traction. That is where we are right now. Market validation. We're trying to figure out if this is a workable idea. And then there are some people who are at stage three and beyond, which is you figured out the idea. You have market traction. You've gotten market validation. You're now trying to scale. So in other words, you started off with your five chickens and you now and you've grown the five chickens to ten and you can see that this thing works. You're now trying to figure out how do I grow from ten chickens to fifty and from fifty to a hundred. So um, there was one lady in uh, this group, the Faith Foundation group, who had this brilliant idea, and I think it's brilliant. She wanted to come up with an app that will match the supply of trucks in the import and the export business. Now, some of you might be wondering, app? I mean, we already have Uber and all these other things. Why would you want to do something for trucking? The reason why I think it's a good idea is this. Because I used to be involved in a family business, export business called Dove Agro um, Seeds. It was my brother. Oh, sorry. The alarm has gone. Let me stop it. Okay, I set the alarm just so that I know uh, when I'm running over time. Okay, so we've gone over uh, just close to 15 minutes. So I need to wrap it up. So I was involved in a family business, Dove Agro Seeds. My brother was one who was managing, who were into um, exporting. We started off with charcoal and eventually we, we uh, tried to introduce some commodities, you know, like sesame seed and um, those sorts of things. Now, trucking was a big problem. You're looking for truckers. You don't know who's available. You call somebody, you book, but then on the day you need them, they say, oh, they're still on the road. They had to drop a supply in Ilori, uh, uh, and so uh, they're coming. And then next thing, they're stuck in traffic. They're still coming. And these things happen all the time. And, you know, meanwhile, your produce is waiting and you have to pay somebody to secure it and, uh, you know, things of that nature. So all these trucking issues, they would always lead to um, loss of money. Or, in some rare occasions, you book the truck, they happen to finish early, and so they arrive early. But then, your goods are not ready. But of course, they're already on ground. If you don't settle them, they will stand up and go and pick up another um, uh, another load someplace else. And then that would affect you. So, basically, you have to tip the people to just chill a day or two until you're ready. So, there is, I think, I have a guess. We didn't make progress on that idea, but I have a guess that there's probably a need for... Um, a system to mediate the demand and supply when it comes to trucking, these sorts of things. So that was her business idea. Now, the approach she wanted to go about it was to get funding from investors, build the website fully, build the app fully, and then launch everything. Bam, launch it in one go. Now, my advice was this. Talk to trucking companies first. See if they're interested. Then you talk to freight forwarders, see if they're interested. You talk to other actors, see if they're interested. 
then you get a uh, Excel spreadsheet or whatever it is that you tech people use, you know, you fancy people so that you can manage everything manually before you automate it. Then when you now have your spreadsheet and you're doing everything manually first, see who gives you money to solve the problem. If truckers are giving you money, customers are giving you money, freight forwarders are giving you money, uh, then it's a good sign. So while you're busy managing all these things manually, using Excel spreadsheets or whatever it is that you tech people need to do to manage uh, your, um, uh, sorry, I don't know the technical terms, you know, uh, manage supply and whatever. The trucks are here, the trucks are en route, this person is here, this is where the pickup is supposed to be. So... If people are giving you money at this stage where you're doing everything manually, then you can now go and talk to your family members, go and talk to Faith Foundation, go and talk to uh, your bank, go and talk to uh, whoever, and then start collecting millions and millions because now it's clear that this idea works. You can now get the millions that you need to build the website, that you need to build the app because you have to pay developers and then all of that, pay branding people, uh, then pay people who handle all the back-end uh, stuff, you know, for payments and uh, blah, blah, blah. And it, there's a lot that is involved in these sorts of things. So that was what I recommended. So do this way first. If you're managing it small, on a low-key level, using Excel spreadsheets, doing it manually, you and your business partners, you know, you pick up the phone and you call, uh, Olga Trucker, where are you? You're supposed to be here. You call the person, sorry, the truck is already on the way. You now uh, tweak the Excel spreadsheet to match everything. And anyway, you get the point. So you don't have to build the full thing. Start small. If it's chickens, buy one or two chickens, or three, well, let's say three or five chickens, see how it goes. If it's an app thing, build the smallest version of the idea that can work for now before you now go and throw your savings into it or start looking for investors. I think it's a good idea uh, she didn't run with it. Eventually, she went with another business. I still think it's a good idea. If some other person does it, or if you know anyone who um, is in the business, then please let me know because I'm curious. I would like to see how that kind of business um, would um, thrive. So that basically is what we mean when we say market validation. Don't ask your mom, do you think uh, chickenry, animal husbandry, is a good business? Talk to somebody who is a specialist and say, okay, what's the smallest way I can start? Buy three or five chickens and then begin. Don't send out Google spreadsheets to people in Abuja Chamber of Commerce and Lagos Chamber of Commerce saying this trucking idea, is it a good one? Go directly to the trucking companies, go directly to the freight forwarders, go directly to people who are involved in the business. Tell them, this is my idea. This is how, uh, this is how we'll be uh, managing it. This is how much we're going to charge. If people give you small money, no matter how small, even if you're not collecting money, but the thing is, at least you want to, you want people to sign up and to start using it. Let's see who is signing up and let's see who is using it. That'll give you a good sense of whether you have market traction or not, whether there's market validation or not. So that is the best way to go into it. But of course, as you can see, this is the hardest of all the ways that we've mentioned to go into it. That's the reason why somebody would rather pick up the phone and say, hey, Popsy, I'm thinking of a chicken business. Uh, how do you see it? Or they'll call their best friend and say, oh boy, I've been thinking, you know, um, with the way that there's anthrax in uh, cow meat, I'm thinking maybe it might make sense to start a, a chicken husbandry business. I mean, how do you see it? So that's not the way to go about it. 
market validation. That's the best way. So, since we're already at 20 minutes, I will uh, bring it to a close here. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Then tomorrow, we're going to go into more details. The details of how to explore market validation. Number one, we're going to see how we have to go about selling something to achieve market validation. Number two, we're going to go about pre-selling something. That is, you sell something before you have it. I know it sounds like 419, but don't worry, it's not illegal. We will get into all of that at a later date. And then number three, <clears throat> that is to promote a minimum viable product. That is the example that I gave using the chickens and the trucking site. Minimum viable product just means the smallest product of that thing that could work. So for the chicken case, it is two or three chickens. And then for the app, it is uh, using... Um, sorry about that. Family members interrupting. Anyway, where was I? Okay, yes. So um, in the first case, it was uh, using the chickens. Then in the second case, it was using the Excel to manage everything um, manually. So those are the things we're going to explore in more details tomorrow. Market validation. Step one, sell something. Step two, pre-sell something. I'm selling it, but I don't have it yet. And don't worry, it's not 419. Step three, what is the minimum viable product? What is the smallest version of this thing that I can come up with today to prove that there's money in this business? The other methods to get market validation um, and we can engage with uh, some of those um, in the future. But the whole point is we're trying to figure out if there's money here in this business right now or if there's no road or if there's no progress going forward in the future. So, like I said, if you ask people to fill Google surveys and do telephone surveys, they will tell you everything, anything that you want to hear. Uh, but then when you now enter the market and you're ready, they will tell you, let me think about it. So, if you're getting value out of this, remember to share the link widely and freely or get in touch directly for sales training and coaching, business strategy consulting, customer experience improvement, your e-commerce solutions. For those of you who are going to be heavily uh, using the web in your business, leadership and team development, negotiation and deal closing skills, or personal branding and career development. So, I'll see you guys at the next session.